count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. It's time for another episode of the Wooten and Why Show. Yo, 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 this is Woot, it's been a while, little hiatus, had my birthday in there as well. Happy birthday, man. <laughs> it's like, what, a week and a half ago, ten, yeah. ten days I did, ago? I did tweet it out. Yep. I didn't even ask you about that, and we've been here for hours. Did you do anything special for the birthday? I had a cake. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, What's your go-to? What's your go-to? Um, Freddo cake. Oh, yeah, ice cream, Freddo yeah, frog cake? Ice cream, Freddo cake. I mean... So what are we now? We're in our late 20s and that's the one we get. <laughs> I think oh, I've had that since you know I was what, 15. Though, it's become the thing that um, mum, if mum has to get me a gift, and I'll, say, I'll get a text saying, what do you want for your birthday? And I'll say, you know, just... I always give her a really corny response and say, just your love and so, you know, yeah. something like that. And she goes, seriously? And then I'll go, Freddo cake. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, you're a little bit more... Uh, just your love. Uh, I message Game Pass every year when mum messages <laughs> me. Anyway, this year, get the old reply. Oh, double the price. Awkward. <laughs> that was a fun chat. But anyway, uh, week six was in the books and tweeted out off our account with the uh, the old gif. Love a good gif. That it was kind of Stranger Things week here in the NFL in the NFL world. A bit of upside down place. Um, thought it was topical with. Stranger Things coming back in, I think, nine days, Friday week, I believe. I'm excited. Are they releasing them episode by episode or just the whole thing? Well, they should, if, if it follows typical Netflix whole thing. theory. Good. Bam. Good stuff. Yep. Oh, I might have to take work off, actually. Yeah, so it was... Yeah, I might take Friday off, too. Uh, yeah, on Sunday, obviously, upside down place. Eight teams went... Teams went eight and two when facing an opponent who was in a higher, in the, higher record or higher in the standings. Um, so a lot of underdogs won and there was a lot of, uh, sort of double digit favorites going down as well. So it was an interesting, interesting week. Uh, I, I dodged bullets, by the way. Yep. Had a, had a bet slip ready to go. Yep. Dozed off. God, what an immaculate save. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, sleep. Thank God. I woke up and just thought, damn it, that was a really good bet. Yeah. Nope. No, <laughs> no way. I think everyone lost. Yeah. Oh, man, so bad. It was um, a good eliminated challenge, gone. Falcons and Broncos, I think four or five people hey, have gone. We from say that. gone, not us. Yeah, we're still in it. We're still in There's it. There's only five left out of 60. We're still alive. Thank you, the Texans. Never thought I'd yeah. ever say that in my life. The question, can we win the prize? Yes. We will, and we'll get the jersey. Like I don't know the name on the jersey. We'll just be okay. better. Speaking of jerseys, <laughs> better than you. Signed NFL merchandise up to three hundred dollars in value. Great segue. Is available for anyone that leaves us an iTunes review in twenty seventeen. Um, I discussed a little disclaimer last week. If you leave a five star review, you get five entries. Four oh. stars, four <laughs> entries, three, two. One, so you got more chance to win if you give us a five star review. It needs to be dated in 2017, so please get on that reminder. It takes two seconds. You just log on to iTunes, punch in, and leave your email or your Twitter handle at the bottom, so we know. And it's or it's if you don't want to do that and you want to, you know, ask your, your own unique 
special iTunes thing. Email it to us and then take a screenshot or yeah. something. We don't care how it gets to us as long yeah. as you do it and then send it. Get it to us. Uh, all right. Before we get into everything, what was your favorite thing uh, from week six in the NFL? Uh, I'm just going to be a, a massive homer and say Philly. Philly winning? Philly are on a roll, and I'm I'm both very excited and so nervous at the same time. Okay. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm going to be a little patriotic and say Adam Gotsis getting oh. his first <laughs> career sack. Um, I thought that was a really special thing. I also loved the commentator on air. Um, I can't remember what game. I think it was the Raiders-Chargers game. Reading his, doing his best Ron Burgundy impersonation on reading what was on the teleprompter saying, and read the last two bullet points from the screen out loud <laughs> on the coverage. I thought that was spectacular. So that was, well, you know, it was a little bit of better on air stuff compared to uh, Al Michael's uh, um, Weinstein joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That went that. Choose your audience. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Comedy club with a, with a scotch. Maybe. Killer. <laughs> Um, NFL where family's tuning in probably by the way I'm probably not originally I was like yes Romo's good I don't know how long this is going to last him being you know really good commentator or is it going to wear thin on everyone him predicting plays yeah. and things like that You is it wearing thin on you uh, no like I every player I just want to be like take a guess Tony <laughs> <laughs> even if he's wrong and just I give know. us your thoughts I'm like but I love it how quickly he used to go nope that's not what not they did. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty he's pretty honest, so oh, that's yeah. good. Um but you know, it's all gonna come crashing down when he plays for the, the Green Bay Packers in two weeks, but we'll we'll talk about that later on. Stuff. Yes. All right, Philadelphia at Carolina. Starring Carson Wentz, LeGarrette Blount, Nelson Aguilar, and Cam Newton. This was the week to see if the Eagles were legit. The rest of their division were suffering through mediocre starts of the season, and boy, did Philly come to play. Wentz, Wentz is being mentioned in MVP conversations. Blount is running like a man possessed, and Nelson Aguilar orchestrating team celebrations is becoming a thing. What the... Cam Newton was left to do everything himself, throwing it 52 times and rushing 71 yards. It wasn't enough. Philadelphia win, 28-23. RWI score, 78%. Miami at Atlanta, starring Jay Cutler, Jay Ajayi, two Js, Rashad Jones and Jarvis Landry. The Falcons losing a big lead. Where have we heard that before? Up 17 points at the break. Atlanta only had four more possessions to finish this game. The Falcons' offense looks stale. Two three-and-outs, a turnover on downs, and a pick thrown to Rashad Jones to seal the Finns' win. Week 6 saw the good cutler as he played his best half of football as a Dolphin. Rewatchability score, 67%. Miami win, 20-17. to Green Bay at Minnesota. Starring Jarek McKinnon, Adam Thielen, Anthony Barr, and Brett Hundley. Aaron Rodgers walks into a bar. Which bar? Anthony Barr. <laughs> Rodgers leaves the Packers once again in the hands of a quarterback named Brett. Not all this, not all is lost, however. The last time Brett was running the show, they had a pretty good run. Watch this space. 
Minnesota win 23-10. Rewatchability, 31%. Detroit at New Orleans. Starring Mark Ingram, Marshawn Lattimore, Cameron Jordan, and Matthew Stafford. You get a reception, and you get a reception, and you get a reception. Everybody gets a reception. It seemed like everyone in this game caught a pass, including the defense. There was five interceptions and 14 different receivers on offense. Saints got out to a huge early lead, then fell asleep, but then woke up again just in time to hold on for the win. The Saints defense, when awake, is trending up. New Orleans win 52-38. to Rewatchability, 75%. A lot of points, Josh. A lot of points. New England at New York. Starring Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Josh McCowan, our favorite Josh at the moment, and Austin Safarian Jenkins. In a game that before the season began, many would have predicted to be one of the most lopsided games of the season, turned out to be anything but. Jets actually came out firing and took an early 14-0 lead before the Pats turned to the winningest quarterback of all time in Brady to slow down, slowly grind out the expected win. Safarian Jenkins also got control, then lost control, and then gained control again before fumbling it. I think that's right. Ask the refs on that one. New England win 24-17. Rewatchability, 35%. Patriots touchback. Touchback. San Fran at Washington. Is it CJ Bathard or CJ Beathard? Because despite Hoyer time being over in the Bay Area, the team had another gut-wrenching defeat, making the 49ers the first team in NFL history to lose five consecutive games by three points or less. Cousins just did enough to get the win. The search for Terrell Pryor continues. I forgot to mention who was starring. Kirk Cousins, Carlos Hyde, CJ Bethard, and Chris Thompson. Washington won 26-24. Rewatchability, 30%. All right. It's pretty, it's pretty low. It's pretty low. Chicago at... Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> You're hurrying me up. Starring Mitchell Trubisky, <laughs> Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, and Bobby Rainey. The Trubisky era in Chicago has its first win. He did have a tiny bit of help, and I mean tiny, as Tariq Cohen became the smallest player in NFL history to throw a touchdown pass. And guess what? It was still more than Joe Flacco. John Harbaugh continues to cover up Joe Flaccid's play by making it rainy on special teams. Chicago win 27-24, rewatchability 31%. Cleveland Browns at Houston Texans, starring Jonathan Joseph, Deshaun Watson, Miles Garrett, and Will Fuller. Did you know that the Browns traded the 12th overall pick to the Texans and they selected Deshaun Watson with that pick? Really? Yeah, we had no idea. you think the broadcast would have mentioned that. Anyways, Deshaun DeGodson rocked up to the game rocking a Warren Moon jersey and gave the Browns the full moon treatment, throwing for three touchdowns in an efficient showing. Will Fuller continues his totally realistic run of touchdown success. He's on pace for 27 touchdowns this year. Texans win 33-17. Rewatchability score, 62%. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Arizona Cardinals, starring Adrian Peterson, Larry Fitzgerald, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and basically anyone else over the age of 30. The over-30s connection of Carson Palmer, Larry Fitzgerald, and Adrian all day. Peterson stormed out to a fitting 31-0 lead. Early in the third quarter, after Jameis Winston left the game with an injury to his AC Slater joint, despite his best and worst efforts, Ryan Fitzpatrick was not saved by the bell as limited time stopped a valiant comeback from the Buccaneers. Cardinals win 38-33. Rewatchability score, 69%. Ooh, nice. Los Angeles Rams at Jacksonville Jaguars, starring Farrow Cooper, Malcolm Brown, Aaron Donald, and Leonard Fournette. 
The Rams got on the board quickly with some special teams play as the Mummy returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. The special teams play continued with Malcolm Brown finding the end zone on a blocked punt. The Rams managed to score 27 points with Jared Goff completing just 11 passes. Jaguars games are weird, man. Rams win 27-17. to Rewatchability score 41%. Oakland Raiders at Los Angeles Chargers. Starring Hunter Henry, Nick Novak, Jalil Adi, and Cordero Patterson. A pig's flying? Is hell about to freeze over? No and no, but nothing's off the out of the realm of possibility when the Chargers are winning close games. For the second straight week now, the Chargers have stolen games late, with plenty of luck being dealt on the rivers. Melvin Flash Gordon continues his impressive run with another 100 yards from scrimmage. Can LA continue this charge into the playoffs? I'm not sure, but I can guarantee Phil Rivers will be down seven with a minute left in plenty more games. Chargers win 17-16. Rewatchability score, 54%. Pittsburgh Steelers at Kansas City Chiefs, starring Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Cameron Haywood, and Marcus Peters. It was saved by the bell for the Steelers as the light-footed Le'Veon danced and dashed for nearly 200 yards at Arrowhead Stadium. The, charge, the Chiefs struggled for most of the game against their formidable bogey side, but managed to gain some momentum late. A freakish touchdown to the best wide receiver in football said Antonio no to the Chiefs' comeback, handing them their first L of the season. Steelers win 19-13. Rewatchability score 63%. New York Giants at Denver Broncos, starring Evan Ingram, Orleans Darkwa, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Adam Gotsis. Ben McAdoo said Ben McAdoo't to the play-calling duties as Monsters Inc. Mike Sullivan took over the duties. Mike and Sully scared most of the often fearless Broncos run defense as Orleans Dark Matter ran for a buck seventeen. Brock Osweiler made a rare appearance in this one. Did you know he's six foot eight? I didn't know. Tall guy. Positive for the Broncos came from down under as Ozzy Adam got his first career sack and blocked a field goal. Giants get the win though, twenty three ten. Rewatchability score thirty seven percent. Please stop Giants at prime time at NFL, please. Indianapolis Colts at Tennessee Titans, starring Derek Henry, John Simon, Eric Decker, and Jonathan Hankins. The early moments of this game was a mouth-watering Jake Brisket highlight reel, but after halftime, it was the Derek and DeMarco show as the two slice and dice the Colts linebackers to lead a come-from-behind victory over the typical second-half Pagano prevent defense. Speaking of slicing and dicing, Jim Ursay, make the call. Give Pagano the chop already. Chop that wood. Chop that wood. <laughs> Colts lose to the Titans 36-22. Rewatchability score, 52%. Talking tidbits. All right, week six done and dusted. Let's talk some little uh, tidbits here. Martavis Bryant apparently requested a trade, although he's denied it since then. But per rap sheet, Bryant's teammates and coaches are well aware that he's unhappy. He struggled the first six weeks of the season, been losing snaps to Juju Smith-Schuster. God, I love that name. Um, so, anyway. Where do you uh, see, do you believe the trade rumors, even though he's denied them? You, you know, he's probably just saving face, but what can you see the, the Steelers trading for Martavis Bryant? I do believe it definitely happened. Things don't come out like this if they just... And they smoke this fire. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he'll go anywhere. I do think they probably, you know what, like, it, he hasn't really made the impact that he made previous to, you know, having his... Mm time away but uh who who's willing to take a risk on this guy yeah i there's so much with him like his value hasn't like 
his value is not going to be higher unless he has like some a few explosive games. But then if he explodes, they're going to keep him. So I don't see him going anywhere. No, exactly. And they're not going to get the value they want for him. He's still got great name value because he is... When he's on form, he's part of that alien club where he can do the freakish things that what two percent of the NFL can do. We've seen it before, but for me, it's more like could go to the Giants. They they do need help. I feel like if they had a couple of wins already, and they and yeah, then they lost true, their help, maybe maybe a straight swap for Sammy Watkins with the Rams. Does he go to the Jets? He wouldn't the, go to the, the Rams. Bills. Would be a place. Tyrod needs some help. Um, if they think they can compete this year and. Maybe be a wild card team on the back of their defense, possibly. But for me, it's like he shouldn't be. The Steelers should talk to him about his stat sheet. Great, you know he might not have as many catches, but he opens the field up because you have to respect him deep. Even though Big Ben isn't connecting as well, like kind of like Deshaun's action in Washington last year, he wasn't getting as many catches as you'd hoped. But he opened it up for like Jordan Reed and Jamison Crowder underneath. Yeah, he's pretty much what. Uh... Mike Wallace is like he's just another. He's just a a more athletic Mike yeah, Wallace. Yeah, the stats are the stats don't look great, but his value isn't in a stat sheet. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, we're not Deshaun Watson. Sorry, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. I mean, Deshaun Watson can do everything at the yeah. moment, oh. but Deshaun Jackson, very similar. This is like he different different build and different athleticism, but yeah. just having Deshaun Jackson opens up the field. Yeah. So watch this space. Uh, Raiders signed inside linebacker Navarro Bowman, for, formerly of the 49ers, to a one-year $3 million contract. Um, apparently wanted to go to Dallas as well, but never really made it. So it's just across the bay for for Navarro. Doesn't have to, you know, pack up his life and move away. Um, the 49ers apparently had a deal in place with the, the Saints to trade him for a seventh rounder. Um, but Navarro didn't want to go there. And given his service and, and what he's done for the 49ers, they just released him, um, which is which is a nice gesture. But, you know, if you're Bill Belichick, you take the seventh rounder. Um, and that, like, that's why the, he keeps doing things that they're doing. But obviously they like Reuben Foster there and, and they're happy to see, you know, rebuild on the back of youth. He can help the Raiders. They need help. Their defense is in shatters. Yeah. Um, I think, it's, to be honest, it's just good for all all parties. I, I just see it as a, like you said, the seventh round. Yeah. Would it take? <laughs> yeah. That's just... Just smart business at the end of the day, yeah. but this Navarro just moving around the corner. I, I mean, I know it's miles, yeah. <laughs> but you the know, grand scheme of things, grand scheme of things. That's that's great for him, and most likely either he'll be out this year. This will be his last season, or depending on how well he goes there and how much he likes it and things like that. But we don't know how like unstable this whole franchise is with the whole Vegas thing. Like, yep. you know, we don't know. So, you know, Bowman still offers a little bit. Yep. But to be honest, I, he's not going to be the guy. He's not going to be the guy that's going to turn around this no. defense. This defense has way bigger oh, problems than what he's able to fill. Just slotting him in at the linebacker court. But they were starting just I think a leadership no thing. names at linebacker. Like, oh, I agree. Yeah. Like, their starting linebacker was Markel Lee, James... Corey? Corey James? I don't even know this guy. Isn't Corey James? I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's who they're starting out. And then they've got Bruce Irving, obviously, but he hasn't quite... I know him. Yes, he hasn't been that yeah. He hasn't been that great. Like, you know, we... To be honest, these... We know the NFL and we don't know the Raiders linebackers. No, that's how the, bad the they Bruce, are. Bruce Irving needs help around him to be, yeah. you know... Focus more on pass rushing now because despite having Khalil Mack, they're getting no pass rush outside of him, so... Nice job though, Navarro, getting three million. Yeah, solid. Well done. 
Uh, all right. Uh, last little bit of news is Zeke. Um, so he's now suspended. Uh, but oh wait, no, it was overturned. Yeah, no, it was over. Wait, hang on. No, no, yeah, he's, he's suspended. Uh, no, uh, no, he's definitely now. It's not suspended. <laughs> he's not suspended for fourteen days. Yeah. Um, felt like making a decision on it, but just thought okay. I'd rather take a vacation. Yeah, fair. that's the judge. Just uh, don't go to Port Douglas. Imagine <laughs> three days after I left, a woman eaten by a croc. Not good. In all seriousness, though, how is this Rest judge? So <laughs> 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 oh God! Sorry, buddy. One of your good ones. No. Um, Rest. how's this? How's this judge supposed to enjoy their vacation now? As if they're not being slammed with text it's the messages. NFL, like, and can't you come back, make the judgment, and then take another holiday? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh well. <laughs> and as if they're not going to be like, it, it is tell us funny. your decision. Tell us what your decision you're going to make. Like, oh, oh. oh god. <laughs> All right. Three point stance. All righty. Three point stance. We got to talk about the biggest injury of any sport this year. I think it's oh, devastating. Oh. Um, just been playing Hello Darkness, my old friend, in the on loop on loop for hours. Um, hearts out to Packers fans, just NFL fans, quarterback fans. So the, I've called it the league-altering injury. Uh, so we're going to talk about a couple of different things that impact from Aaron Rodgers, um, walking into the Anthony Bar and injuring his his collarbone. Um, the NFC North, firstly. Who should be the favourites now? We've had the Lions struggle the last couple of weeks. There's a lot of doubt about the quarterback position for the Minnesota Vikings. The Bears are a sneaky, tough team to beat, but they're probably too far back to to really make a make a statement, especially with a rookie quarterback. Yeah, um, I keep looking back to the first round and just how well the Vikings played. Yeah, I mean, like if they can get to back to any resemblance of that. I think that'll be good. Uh, Lions last two weeks have really, sh- sorry, really shown just how susceptible they are to you know potent offenses. Their mm. their defense, I don't know, just came up the goods. Yeah, it was underrated then overrated yeah. very very quickly. Very 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 quickly. And you know you've got you've got Slay and you've got Quinn, but they can't cover all the holes that they've they've got on this defense. And I mean. Stafford can only throw so many times before he's, you know, his arms are going to fall off. No wonder he's getting hurt. Mm. He's just, he's doing so much for this team. But yeah, I like the Vikings. Yeah. Sure. I think that this kind of may also help uh, the Bears look better and keep Fox's job, and Trubisky might help keep Fox's job. And yeah, because like if that. they're only two or three games behind in for the division, entering like week ten or eleven, looks so much better. Of course it does. Yeah. So yeah. Ah. I look back to it and I think, what's the best thing about this division now that Aaron Rodgers has gone? Obviously, it was the Packers' offense before Rodgers went down. Now it's the Vikings' defense. It's it's the best unit in the division by a, by a huge margin now. Um, they're playing so well. Everson Griffin's in career form. Anthony Barr's playing well. That hit on Rodgers was legal, by the way. It just shows how violent and uh, dangerous this sport is and, and makes you a, a sort of, a, not applaud, but just amazed at how some quarterbacks have played for so long without so many injuries. Like, Brett Favre's record will never be broken for just consecutive starts. Eli Manning's 
consecutive starts, and then Peyton Manning before the neck injury. Um, it's it's pretty incredible how durable some of these guys are. But um, the Vikings defense, Harrison Smith's the best safety in the world right now. He's just unbelievable. His pick was, was crazy. Was, Lights out and unbelievable. So I do think they should be the favorites for the division now. Looking at the NFC in general, it's, it's, it was already a very tough division with with the Packers and Rodgers. Um, I had the discussion last week when you were away about, you know, who is the second best team in the NFL. And um, the Packers were the team that, that came up and they were the, the cream of the crop. Oh, the what NFC. a surprise that it came up when Mitch was on. Uh, um, he, he's jinxed it. I think That's you want to, you want someone to blame. You want a scapegoat. Mitch comes on the pod three days later. Aaron Rodgers gone. So, um, I can see but, a direct correlation, <laughs> you know, halfway across the world, the stars, the, it, it's yeah. all there. It's, it's maybe that's a conspiracy club entry right there for you. Woot. But the Eagles are and now, Andrew's the, a swarming in the country. Yes, <laughs> they're, they're the NFC favorites with, with many Vegas sports books. Should they be? And who do you think holds the power right now in the NFC? All right, as much as I don't want to beat the drum of my own team, Eagles do look good. They do look well-rounded, and their biggest weakness is in their secondary, where they're getting Ronald Darby back, who is their best corner. And Rasul Douglas has looked good. He has looked um, exploitable, but he has looked good and usually being um, matched up against the the number one wide receiver or the taller receiver, um, because he can just go up there and compete. It's not so much that he's not as... Um, that he's you know better or he's able to cover these guys. It's for those jump balls and especially in the red zone, he can jump up and you know he he's already seen himself get a couple of picks, so it's good. Um, yeah, in the trenches, built really well. Oh, Wentz is can't get over how good your line O line's playing. Wentz just seems to be really comfortable now. He's making more changes at the line of scrimmage himself. He's being given more um, authority and responsibility over this over play calling and things mm-hmm. like that. It all is good. Sydney Jones is also being eased back in, and that was one of the you know that's a corner that was arguably top ten overall pick, um, arguably one like number one cornerback picked before his um yeah he was up there with, with Marshawn Lattimore as the the top corner yeah yep so then he's coming back into the fold so it's all it's all looking good um you know we'll just um. I don't want to get... I'm really keen to watch them play Washington this week. I know they beat Washington. Week one's always a, a, a tough sort of week to judge anyway. It's first game of the year. Think You're trying new things out. And, and Wentz was even scratchy himself week one over through Alshon a few times. Um, I think even though he made some errors last week against Carolina, that was the most impressive game for me that I saw out of Wentz. And I'm a little bit of a Wentz skeptic, but... He made some really big boy throws down the field to Alshon in that game, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, I get it now. Like, I, I, I understand it." And it was just like I can't remember which one it was on third down, deep down the left hand side, and he just fed it into the bucket to Alshon. It was so good. Um, if they can comprehensively beat Washington, I think they well and truly are the favorites in the NFC. Yeah, and not only is it, um. When like I know that Alshon was brought into so that Philly finally had that number one wide receiver again. Yep. Like Deshaun was a number one wide receiver, but not the typical, you know, had, six foot four yeah. wide receiver that was just yep. you know go up and get that. Alshon can win in dif- in different ways to Deshaun. Yeah, but the, even this season, Alshon's you know only getting sometimes two or three receptions a game. Yep. and you've got Ertz who's just killing it, who's just yep. an 
Are you, have you come around on Ertz yet? Man, I, I, I've drafted him a few leagues. I've, I nearly drafted him every year, so this one yeah. is great. Um, was me with, that was me with Duke Johnson every year last year, and now I'm on, uh, now I'm on Crowell this year, and it's Duke Johnson. Yeah, brilliant. Um, Nelson Aguilar, who's just like, it's like they, it's like a completely different guy. It's like a lizard, right? When you cut off its tail, it grows a new one. They cut off Nelson Aguilar's hands. And he grew ones that could but catch. See, no, the hands that he's got now are the hands that everyone saw. And when he was drafted, I was like, that's awesome. He's just a safe dude because the guy never drops anything. Last then, year, he had ducks for hands. So I don't know what you're talking about. Not even about. duck hands. Literally <laughs> ducks. ducks. You, have you <laughs> ever wooden, tried catching something? mallards. Have you ever tried catching something with a duck? It's really hard. It's very difficult. Poor <laughs> you to try. Especially two of them. <laughs> um, Imagine if- Imagine if he could catch something while holding two ducks. If anyone can do it, he can do it. Guinness World Records, let's attempt it. We'll start training. Um, NFC, anywhere else, it's pretty... It's pretty wide open. It's I know. Everyone else besides so, Philly look like they could... You know what, though? Like, So if Eagles only just lost to Panthers, would we be talking about the Panthers in the same way that we are the Eagles? Yeah, see, that's interesting. I, I, I do wonder about that. If that game went the other way, yeah, would the Panthers be the, the favourites for the NFC? In saying that they're the favourites, it's we're only talking dollar difference here. Like, if you're looking at the at the NFC conference, like, you know, I'm just going to go into to one here. Like, it, it it's not like they're the overwhelming, like, $5 favourites to win the Super Bowl, like, that the, that the Patriots are. It, it's insanely close. You've got... Four, four, and two teams. You've also got two divisions that are that are really, really strong. The NFC East, like this injury to Rogers, kind of opens the door for the Packers now because you, you're only going to get one team from the North now. It, it gives you could have three from the East and three from the South. And um, we're not even talking about the Rams, who are surprisingly good on offense. Um, we were expecting some some sort of you know positive you know, input and uh, improvement from golf, but we didn't expect that much. Um, so there's a lot there. So if you're looking at the NFC conference winner, Philly and Seattle are both $5. So they're joint favorites. Um, and then you've got the Falcons at $8. So there's still plenty. Like, we haven't even mentioned the Falcons because they've just had this embarrassing 17-point loss, but they're up. Three-point loss. They're up 28-3 to <laughs> in the Super Bowl against the Pats last year, and they're... Still a great team. Like it's just they're just having some issues offensively. It's it's an incredible tight race. It's fun. I'll say that. I'm yeah. I'm, Even the winless teams are good. They are. I to be honest, I'm really trying to just to keep my uh, yeah. expectations in check at the moment. In San Fran, I would six, and they've lost five consecutive games with three points or less. And the total of grand total of their losses. Over their last five games is 13 points. It's an incredible run. Yeah. Uh, right. MVP now race, is it Brady's to lose? He's playing really well. Um, yep. He's definitely covering up for how bad Rod- Rogers was the favorite before he went down. Mm-hmm. So, But to be honest, if Chiefs, early. if Chiefs bounce back and they start playing well, Alex Smith's going to continue to be in the conversation. And then obviously if Wentz is... Um, Continuing how he's playing and Philly keep going, you know, strength to strength. Wentz should be mentioned because he is playing really well. Yep. And saying all this, this is ri- completely ridiculous, but if Deshaun Watson is continuing how he's playing... That's not ridiculous at you, all. You can't not give it to him because he's doing freaky things. I know it's... Remember, un- Dak was in the conversation last year. I know, I know it's... So. Un- but it's unheard of to even, like, really think that a rookie can yeah, win it. I know. But, but some people imagine, voted for Dak last year. Imagine... So. 
him not even playing 16 full games and still winning it. I know he... Which is even crazy. And imagine him doing it without um, a, you know, an all-pro running back. Team. And uh, the best... He's Deshaun's doing it with one of the worst defensive lines in football, not the best defensive line in football as well, which is pretty crazy. You you rally a comeback win against Alabama, the toughest team ever in like college football, and now you're you're possibly an MVP candidate. Yeah, I will say this: it's probably now the weak, a very weak MVP race because there's so many good players that are struggling with like Ryan and Big Ben, and I mean, even Drew Brees should part be in of the me race, though. Right? Part of me though if, feels like it, this was the conversation last year. Yep, and then Ryan took but, over. But then, yeah, ev- everyone really, yeah. Even even the season before that, we were talking about you know no one was really being spoken of, and then I mean, sorry, Russell Wilson just came out came out of nowhere, and we're like, stretch, yeah, yeah, true. All right, uh, let's move on to our second point. Um, so we said at the very top of the show that it was sort of upside down, Stranger Things week. So. What was the most baffling thing of week seven to you? And there was a lot of candidates. Um, we've we've listed a few down here now. But what 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 made you scratch your chin the most and just be like, huh? I think I'm not sure if it's how I think it's more how poorly planned and performed. That's the worst sentence ever. <laughs> how poorly Denver Denver that performed? Is correct. Yeah. Or just how ill prepared they were. To play a Giants with team with no wide receivers, like they can only run it. It freaked, it just it drove me insane that that was the score and that they lost. And, and they plus, just they were the anything. best run defense. They shut down Zeke. They shut down Melvin Gordon. They've shut down everyone. They let Orleans Darkwell run for 170. I don't get it. Um, I get that Engram, but I mean, what do you do? You put six people on Engram and stack the box. There's, <laughs> I can be a coach in the NFL. It seems. <laughs> So the but jo- that that really baffled me. <laughs> that really really annoyed me. Um, I understand and feel for all those people in the eliminated challenge that said Denver. Yeah. Um. So the Giants they they were without Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, Brandon Marshall, Olivier Vernon, Dominic Rogers, Cromarty, Weston Rickberg, Paul Perkins, and Jonathan Casillas. So they and they're winless, and they win in the toughest place to win, in, pretty much one of the toughest places to win in the NFL in Denver against a, a winning record team. That's Shuts down the run. That that was truly baffling. It makes me mad. It was just... uh, how are you supposed to predict? How oh, and in that game, Brock Osweiler playing meaningful snaps. I wanted to hurl. I what, like what was Brock. more disgusting: Brock Osweiler taking snaps or Gordon Hayward's leg today? Don't bring that up. I'm sorry, but this is a really heart wrenching moment. Sorry, man. I, I like Hayward too. It sucks. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I want to say... You know what, though? I really, 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 from the bottom of my football being, I want Brock Osweiler to bounce back. I want him to become good. Wouldn't it be great? Why? Why? Why would that be great? In, In what... In any way, shape, or form, how would that be great? Imagine just... I want him what? to have a, you like that moment. Okay. Or, like, imagine the tweets he could just retweet. There would be a lot. Like, you could just go back and retweet. That's what I was kind of hoping for, and this is going to be my answer. I want to say Adrian Peterson. Because Bortles can do the same thing at the moment. He could. He could. I want to say Adrian Peterson for this, but I want to talk about the the, the Saints game. So, they managed to win 52-38, to and Drew Brees only threw 186 yards. (laughs) In that, they're also up with 11 minutes left in the third quarter, 45-10, to and they only won 52-38. to I... 
I so wanted the Saints to lose that so that so that Falcons fans could go back and retweet all of the Saints fans giving them crap for blowing the Super Bowl lead. But then at the same time they just blew, they at the same time they blew a seventeen point lead to so Miami. It couldn't, so have, it, 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 it couldn't, couldn't have it couldn't have happened. So even if I know. It was all ruined. I was like, Oh my god. Um that that yeah. <laughs> Those two games like the last sort of twenty minutes of the early slate, you had that all happening and then you had Adrian Peterson start. That was the first game in the in the secondary slate. So he was smashing out these long-ass runs where you're like, holy crap, AP's blowing up. But meanwhile, you've got overtime in Bears-Ravens. You've got these insane comebacks going on. And I was, I was just... I, I didn't know where to look. No, it was frustrating in every sense didn't, of the word. You didn't quad box it. you got to quad box it, Scott. I don't understand what you... Like, how you interpret the NFL moving forward. It's just insane. Because there's like... <laughs> it gets to a point, though, like where we can't even have a normal conversation because we can't... It, I know I like things being unpredictable, yep. but when it comes to a point where, like, you know, a bad team is supposed to lose against a good team, yep. especially when their biggest strength or their yep. only thing that they can do is run the ball and they're going up against a yep. team that has the best run no, defense. Just... Things like that. Yep. It feels like the more you know this year, the less you actually know. Yeah. Right? And it just feels like the whole season is just going to be some ploy where everyone finishes eight and eight like <laughs> and yeah exactly and that's when we were making our picks to begin the year we i think we even changed some because we we're like we've got too many eight and eight teams yeah and there was even you look at these teams there are so many teams that i look at and just think i have no idea so you've got like the dolphins what are they they're three and two Jag, wow. jags i don't know how to i don't know if their defense is good or bad or their offense is good. Team, or I don't know. I don't know anything about the Jags I look except at, that that you can't pass on them. That's you, it. But you look at then you look at the like Bortles' stats sometimes. And you're like, hey, he's not that bad. And then the Chris next time, Ivory caught nine passes. What in the world is happening? Right, there's that. Then you've got the Falcons just being like, this is an offense that was like so prolific last year. Historic. They had four. Like they had, sorry, they had four Five straight drives. Without... They had four drives in the second half. Four. They only had four possessions. Zero points on them all. And, it was, and you're like, what the freak? Then you got the Jets and Bills who we're, we're supposed to be tanking. They're supposed to, they're supposed to be trying to get the first pick. Then lead fourteen nil over the Pats, who were supposed to go sixteen and zero. Yeah. <laughs> then you've got the Cleveland Browns, who are going absolutely all out to it's improve. The one thing that we know is they suck. <laughs> and they're they're supposed to be good, but they're still bad. <laughs> The more you know, the like, I don't know anything. Right? I, I honestly don't know. All I know this year in the NFL, and I can say without a shred of doubt, the Browns are bad, Chuck Pagano can't coach, and the Jags have a good secondary. And Andy Reid still can't manage the clock. Yes. Four, four things. <laughs> Guys, this is a great segment. I think tweet us stuff that you know without a shred of doubt about the NFL this year. The only thing you know with a shred, zero shred of doubt and don't give us nonsense like, uh, yeah, this guy can still throw the ball well, yeah. or uh, Antonio Brown can scoot. Like, I don't know, you just can scoot. <laughs> he's he's fast. Uh, so, you know, tell us something about that. I, it it is crazy, and I love uh, Greg Rosenthal's debrief column. Really good, and this this is great. He says twenty five of the thirty two NFL teams are either leading their division or within one game in the loss column of the division. Leader, and that number doesn't even include the Raiders, Cowboys, or Chargers. 
three teams with the talent to rise. So if you really add them to the mix, 28 of 32 teams, pretty much alive. Like, who can you really stick a fork in? The Browns, the Giants, and the 49ers? Is that it? All right, hang on. Give me two seconds here to quickly flick through a list of the teams. Because I'm going to... Like, who can you categorically rule out right now? Because I want to do the whole, let's stick a fork in every... A team every week. Yeah. Like, that's what I generally would try to do, but you can't. You can't. Not this year. No. So, all right. Yeah. I, I can honestly only do 49ers, Giants, and the Browns at this point. Everyone else, Giants, everyone Browns. else is alive. Everyone else has the talent or a quarterback to, to go on a run. I want to say the Raiders because I think they're inherently flawed, but Derek Carr can turn it on. I also think that Buccaneers are inherently flawed, but... Yep. I also agree with that. Okay. Moving on to our third point, and we talked about the Browns a minute ago. Uh, what quarterback do you think the Browns will regret passing on the most? Now, let's just talk about how this came about, because this came about over a lunchtime discussion we were having about, yes, it's all well and good to say that the Browns are passing on these quarterbacks and, you know, they, they're idiots. Acquiring picks. and Yeah, they're idiots, but they still... Who's going to say that their pick this season was bad? Miles Garrett looks... Unbelievable. He's a gun. David Njoku looks like an alien. Yeah. They look, these are good players, but you can't say that throwing um, Carson Wentz into this team last season was going to just turn them around Mm. and they were going to just perform, you know, terrifically. Carson Wentz is in a position with a terrific offensive line. The best in the league right now. The the, O line. They are. You know what? I really thought they, they looked. Um, what about Jason Peters just reviving his career after two down years at like 37 years sorry, old? Sorry, how did he get better? It freaks me out. Anyway. Steroids. Oh, probably. Uh, <laughs> don't. Maybe. Don't. The other yeah. tackle did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Lane. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> um, yeah. He, you know, the, the, the foundation that he went to, there was a good offensive line, you know, offensive-minded co- coaches and things like that. Where, like, we saw what happened when Goff went into a bad location and just how much it's changed when yeah, he's true. supported and things like that. Deshaun Kaiser hasn't had this kind of... No. They've, they've tried to give him weapons, but it's not the same kind of thing um, that you've got, like, like in Los Angeles for Goff or like in Philadelphia for Wentz and things yep. like that. Saying that, Deshaun Watson, I think, if they would have grabbed yeah. Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson's the kind of guy that would have helped them immediately. Yeah. He looks every bit the star that he could flourish in whatever environment he's in. And we're not saying Wentz can't or Goff can't, but I can't, like, I'm not going to slam the Browns for taking Miles Garrett. I'm not going to slam them for taking David Njoku or trading picks away if, they don't, if they're not sold 100% on the guy because they've drafted first-round quarterbacks before and they've all failed, right? So we could list a whole range of quarterbacks that they've passed on that have also failed. But it's just rubbing salt in the wounds now that Watson tortures them for three touchdowns. Wentz is in the MVP race, and Trubisky looks pretty good rolling out to the right every second play. But he, mm-hmm. Trubisky does look good, and he will obviously diversify at that. But, yeah, I it's hard. Like, All right, so, so this is how I look at it. I look at it, Deshaun Watson would help them now. Yep. Um, he's the kind of guy that can escape the pocket, make plays with his legs. Um, just I think that's just generally what good mobile quarterbacks... Sorry, that's what mobile quarterbacks are good for. They're like they're they're better at helping these teams that have yep. less passing options and things like that. They can they can do more things themselves. Um, one thing that's not helping Deshaun Kaiser is how p- 
poorly the Browns' offensive line is playing, which it's, was supposed to be really know, good. You, you add J.C. Treader and Kevin Zeitler, and you haven't improved. It's, it's frustrating. And that's like we saw them in the offseason. We're like, they're doing it right. They're doing it like the Raiders I really thought did. Their they, run game would be so much better. They 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 were doing it like the Raiders had all putting, you know, young pieces around him. They're building a solid offensive line so the yep. new quarterback could come in and the offensive line hasn't been there. Saying that in regards to Watson before, Watson, I don't see him having a, as long a career as Wentz and Trubisky. If Wentz and Trubisky, uh, you know, continue in, I mean, I know it's really, really early days. Wentz looks good. Wentz is, yep. you know, he's taken a big step forward from last season where they thought, you know, if you just refine your mechanics, you'll, you, you'll be, you'll be good. And it seems like he has, and he's yeah. really worked on it. And I don't, to be honest, in regards to Carson, I think it's, you can see there's like a clear leadership thing there as well. It doesn't yep. just look like, Hey, I'm talented. Like yep. he's legit. He's leading people. Like he's, he's taking his, like his offense out on, you know, like team trips and things like that when they have yep. time off. So it's, it's all good, um, but yeah, these these are more typical uh, pocket quarter, quarterbacks who just typically have longer careers than these yeah. guys who run around and get oh, hit. I still think Watson can play in the pocket. Though. Oh, I think yeah. he can develop, yeah. and that's that's. I think a, he's just running for his life at the moment because of the Houston O line. But oh, yeah, I, definitely, I agree. Yeah. And but see, this is when you see. I don't want him to take a similar road as what Cam Newton's trying to do and he's trying to change who he is. And yeah. like you've seen how much how much better has Carolina performed when he started to run it. Yeah. When he's running it, it adds in a completely different dimension of the team and the, yep. the the defense is just like, Oh crap, we didn't plan for this. We thought yeah. he was gonna be a We now have a freight train running down our throat. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of freight train, did you see Carson Wentz lower his pads? Yeah, I was so scared. I thought he was going to get injured. Don't do that again. Oh, yeah. Don't I, do that again. I know. It's like... Your season can end like that. We just saw it like, for Green Bay. Um, look, I am going to say they, they probably should have drafted Sean Watson. There was a text apparently from Hugh saying that uh, get ready at pick 12. He sent to Watson the morning of. That, that leaked apparently. So I'm not sure if the front office went over his head and 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 traded that away, and that's probably where the front office cleanout's coming. Maybe Hugh Jackson's going to be gone too. But like Kaiser can still pan out and be okay, or they can they'll be in the box seat for number one pick next year. And we're saying all this about these three guys. We're seeing we've seen Dak last year enter the MVP race. We've seen just Sean Watson slowly creep into it this year, or sorry, not slowly, but explode onto the scene this year. Like he's who's, slowly jumping head first. Yeah, in. <laughs> yes. But who's to say that one of these other picks that's being talked about this year, your Lamar Jacksons, your Sam Darnolds, your Josh Rosens, can't do the same thing for Cleveland next year, plus they have Miles Garrett and David Njoku. Plus they'll, they'll have to draft some wide receivers. Their current starting wide receivers are Rashad Higgins and Kenny Britt. Like, that's that's not good. You need more than that. You need more than that to help your, your quarterback. But I'm not going to Do they go the out and get Martavius Bryant? Do they bring back Josh Gordon? Hey. Holding out hopes for for Josh Gordon. We need more Joshes. In the Any league. anyone with the surname Gordon in uh, in sports, I'm a fan of. Just get around all of them. I prefer the first name. Okay. <laughs> Super Bowl picks. We were going to Disneyland. <laughs> oh yes. Disneyland baby. You know who's going to Disneyland? Who? Um, it's going to be a replay. Of Super Bowl Forty Three, <laughs> the Arians Bowl. Arians Bowl. Uh, Steelers. The way we say that. Steelers. Steelers. <laughs> Steelers. 
Steelers versus Cardinals, mate. Uh, do you see them? You see them both bounce back this week. Bounce back in a big way. Hot I'm fire. going. I'm going with hot fire. Dolphins v Saints. Uh, oh. Cutler, Breeze, veteran quarterbacks, sneaky, okay defenses, hot-headed defensive coordinators. They're my Super Bowl pick. I, I'm I'm loving this. Three, snap. All right, week seven in the NFL is just two days away with the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Oakland Raiders in a divisional battle in okay. prime time. We both think the Chiefs are going to bounce back in a big way in this one. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty easy. We uh, we don't need to say much else. We don't really believe in the Raiders. We're low on them entering the season. They've pretty much proved our point. Defense is bad. Navarro Bowman could play. Tyreek Hill, I think, even with a concussion, apparently seems to be A-OK. Uh, can you, sorry. Imagine Nav- Navarro Bowman trying to contain Tyreek Hill across the middle or anything. Just good luck. Uh, all right, guys, straight lightning. Yep, lightning in a bottle. Uh, Arizona Cardinals travel to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Another divisional battle. Uh, Cardinals, such a weird team to to, re- to read. Like they either get hammered, they got hammered in the first quarter by the Eagles, then they hammer the Bucks in the first quarter. Um, this is in uh, this is in Twickenham. Yes, London game. Um, so, yeah, interesting times. I don't know. I'm going to take the Rams. They've traveled to LA before. We saw it on All or Nothing. Um, I believe in them. I'll take the Rams. Me too. Uh, all right. Baltimore Ravens travel to US, is it US Bank Stadium to take on the Vikings, as we've just said earlier. The Vikings defense is outstanding across the board. The Ravens are a weird team. They, they relied on special teams to force overtime in an ultimate loss to the Chicago Bears, led by a rookie quarterback, two return touchdowns just to just to remain alive in a game. Yep. Go so, listen to the punt return. Yep. We mentioned this game. Yep. Ravens uh, are really struggling on third down, and Vikings and Vikings are kicking ass. ass. Yep. So we're both taking down. the third Vikings down, here. Carolina Panthers at Chicago Bears. This is a danger game for the Panthers. I feel like anyone traveling to Chicago, it's a trap, very much a trap game. Um, Akeem Hicks and the Bears' defense are a little saucy right now. Kyle Fuller's actually playing good for a change. Um, First-round pick actually returning some of that investment that they... Sorry, returning some of that... Uh, I don't know. What do you invest in? Money, I guess, in a first-round pick? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's returning value on their investment uh, on him in a first-round pick this year. And saying that, the Panthers, you know, even with Cam Newton having some bad game, uh, some bad throws and no running game, they still nearly beat the Eagles. Yeah, I know. I I know you shouldn't uh, compare them this way, but you just like I look at it. Compare the Chicago Bears with the Eagles, and Eagles are superior. Yep. And Carolina pushed it real close, and probably should have beaten them. Yep. Uh, all right. So the Steelers obviously go into Arrowhead and win um, against the Chiefs. Uh, Change the whole narrative on them after an embarrassing loss the week prior to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They now host the Bengals. So knowing all of that, knowing the NFL that we're in. Pittsburgh Steelers will probably lose this game, right? Probably. But we're still going to take, take the Steelers, right? We're going to regret it. Of course. <laughs> That's the logic, right? You pick them at home, don't pick them away, and then they go out and upset the Chiefs at Candlestick. Yep. And the Bengals, look. Candlestick. Candlestick. Hinesfield. No, Arrowhead. Arrowhead, sorry. <laughs> oh, yes. This game's at Hinesfield. Uh, <laughs> that was brilliant. Well, you could tell we're into our third hour of podcasting this evening. That's uh, we the, do. Ba- the Bengals... Uh, Credit to their offense and Bill Lazor um, for just 
fixing it up and, and sticking at it and and providing a much in a much more efficient and enjoyable offense as opposed to the the one under Zampezi. Zampezi just looked, I don't know he looked kind of like he was out of ideas how to how to make this work. Um, looked like the latter days of Terry Campezi in Canberra. No, um, overseas listeners I'm completely sorry. ignore that. That's <laughs> atrocious. Um, yeah, for this, give me the Jags. Oh yeah, so the Jacksonville Jaguars Travis to travel to Travis. Did I stutter? Travel to Lucas Oil Stadium to take on the Colts. I'm not sure if Luck. I don't think Luck's playing in this game. Um, and I keep forgetting when the. I keep thinking the Colts bye week's coming up, but it's <laughs> it's still not here yet. Uh, so I think week. I don't even know when the Colts bye week is now. I've given up. Um, oh, week eleven. For some reason, I thought it was in week seven. But uh, that's the Houston way, Texans. We're going I with keep the thinking, Jags, right? I keep thinking uh, Andrew Luck's going to be back. But even then, if he's back, I expect him to be scratchy in his first game. Jags defense, I can't see J- Brissett putting up points. As good as he's been, just a quick little sidebar. What would you give up for Brissett? What would you trade Brissett for if you were the Colts? A second rounder? No. Sam Bradford got a first. Sam Bradford's good. He is good, but he's oft- often injured. Brissett showed a lot. In he, limited time as well. He is, but like I mean, so did so did Terrell Pryor when he was quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't know. A little bit different, but maybe I'm being <laughs> optimistic. Like the, maybe I'm being optimistic. What? I don't know. Uh, all right. Anyway, Saints travel to Lambeau Field. Would you rather? Oh, I like this. Brissett or Kaepernick? Kaepernick. See, so you can get him on a free. Yeah, you can, but you know, lawsuit. So well, you get. Get an M and M rap about you. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> uh, all right, New Orleans Saints travel to Lambeau Field to take on Brett Favre. I'm sorry, Brett Hunley, and the Green Bay Packers. I'm so sorry for that joke. I do apologize. Uh, so it's been a while since a Brett has started at quarterback for the Packers. Can he lead the Packers to glory at the the beloved Lambeau Field? Brett Hunley. No. I do expect a better showing from him last week. Three offensive linemen you can't get worse. Am I yes. right? Well, yes, that and three offensive linemen were down in that game, and I think a week to prepare, take starter reps. Aaron Rodgers is going to be in his ear. Um, I think. Yeah. Throw it to the open guy. I still think. <laughs> throw it to the open guy. Throw that's, it to the that's, open. That's guy. what I do every time. <laughs> um, um, I just think. Yeah. And if set. I can't, if they're not open, just throw it into the perfectly tiny one-inch pocket. Fit it through. <laughs> Thread the needle. Oh, I forgot to say run to the right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. You got to be running. Full pace. Mitch runs to the right, Trubisky. Um, Yeah, no, we're both going New Orleans. New Orleans have a a very good offensive line, and Packers' pass rush is quite inadequate to make any real pressure for this this experienced Breeze offense at the moment, which just seems to... There's just not enough guys, I feel, on this defense at any given time to cover all the people that the offense have running around. Yep. Um... You mentioned the offensive line. That Ryan Ramchek pick, I know they wanted Ruben Foster, but panned out quite well for them. Um, you, yeah, it's it's not bad. They've, we thought Ramchek was going to go later. Yeah, I... Oh, actually, late first, but yeah, I thought second round after uh, Garrett Bowles took so long to get picked. But anyway, um, so both taking the Saints here. Um, the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins is just a, like the Dolphins are a weird team. I don't even know what to do for the sake of picking something different to you for a change in this week. I'm going to take the Jets. 
You're taking the Dolphins. Yeah. Smoke um, and Jake had your like collapse now. That's I want to just give credit to Josh McCown. Um, many thought the Jets were tanking this season, and what they might be are they might still be tanking a little bit. And Josh McCown's just saying a big don't argue to that directive, but he's played pretty well and kept the Jets competitive. Jermaine Curse, um, you know, got traded for a bag of nickels and Sheldon Richardson. But Which at the time, we just thought, why? Yeah, but he's ended up being ish. He's a legit. I don't know if he's a wide receiver one, but he's a, a, at least a legit. High upside wide receiver two for a team um, if the Jets want to invest in wide receiver next year and keep Curse, but he's he's definitely shown that he's a he's a good player and can um, and can make plays in this league. Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, all right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Buffalo Bills. Um, Jameis Winston questionable with that uh, AC joint injury in his shoulder. Um, Buffalo fresh off a bye at home where they've taken down some good teams this year. Defense is ranked second in DVOA this year. Tampa Bay highly flawed, as you said, Josh. This is this is all arrows. Too much analysis. All arrows, just pointing to Buffalo, right? Yep. Titans at Browns. Come on, don't. <laughs> it's against the Browns. Titans will win. They've got a weird subtype. Dallas Cowboys at San Francisco 49ers. Zeke Elliott can play in this game. You know what though? The smart the smart bet in this game would be 49ers. Plus three and a half, right? Given the uh, <laughs> given the run they've been on, I'm going to take the 49ers. They're due a win. They're going to beat the Cowboys. Yep, mate. I'm ahead of you in the standings, so that doesn't mean be reckless with your picks. You want mate. this ridiculous record coming into the season, right? That is true. 49ers. <laughs> Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Trevor Broncos. Trevor Simeon um, will play, but shoulder injury concern. Emmanuel Sanders will not play with an ankle injury. Uh, same with, I think, someone, Isaiah McKenzie, I think, is the guy. Um, special teams player, but Chargers looking pretty good the last few weeks. They're very unlucky to be 4-2 and two, as opposed to 2-4. and four. I agree. I, I I think Chargers are in a good spot to play Denver this week. Yeah, it's a, stars align perfectly for them. Saying that, they'll probably lose in heartbreaking fashion. Uh, Seattle Seahawks travel to the New York Giants. I can't see the Giants repeating what they did um, against Seattle Come off, on, a, mate. off a bye You're week. Five games in front, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't see them doing it again. Um, the ambush. The ambush isn't there this time. Um, Seattle would have watched that game, seen the game plan. Um, although not as good as shutting down the run as the Broncos have been this season, I think they'll they'll address it and adequately cover Evan Ingram with Bobby Wagner and and Co. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, New England Patriots, Super Bowl rematch in New England. Why are all the Super Bowl rematches always in New England? I don't know. Is it because they win? Do they get home? I don't know. I don't think that's I, no, I just, they need it's a conspiracy. It. Someone write to me. Yeah. I think. All right. This is this is the uh, analysis. Patriots offense is the only good offense in this game. Looking for it. <laughs> I nearly deleted the drop off the board. That's how hot the take was. It was like melting. Let's melting. just think about that for a sec. Falcons are struggling. It's, it's stagnant. It is. It's, but it's weird. Before that game it's against like the Dolphins, out of plays. but they still led the league in yards per drive before that game. Even though they struggled against Buffalo after losing Julio and Mohamed Sanu in that game, they were still driving down well, the field and getting points. But then that just, and even in the first half of that game, well, they th- led seventeen nil, and then they just. 
are they are they missing? Are they playing too fast? Should they be slowing it down? They, they definitely abandon the run way too quickly. Like, run the ball. You have you just signed Devonte Freeman to this huge deal. Run the ball for one, two. Tevin Coleman needs more touches. He's dynamic in the passing game and on the ground. And I'm not just saying that because I own him in fantasy. He he's an electric runner of the ball. You all remember, like before. He got injured. He was the starter ahead of Devontae all those years ago. And then he got injured, and then Devontae took off. So they obviously rate him enough to name him the starter week one many moons ago. And now it's like he's like a forgotten man. It's just, I don't get it. It's it's a strange, I don't know what Sarkeesian's doing. You're going Falcons, though. I'm going to pick him because until I see something out of this Patriots defense to show any sign of improvement, and I saw a little bit against Tampa, but then we saw Tampa struggle against Arizona. So maybe Are it was Falcons more... Falcons defense good enough to keep this Patriots team out at home? <sighs> that's, that's, the, that's the thing. So that's going to be... Thing. That's going to be... A tr- uh, the Falcons defense is definitely a lot better than the Patriots defense. If it weren't for a great... But is the Atlanta offense anywhere as good to keep up? Miami's defense was actually pretty good last week. Are you? Do you think it was? Or do you think... Yeah. See, this is the thing. I don't know. We don't know anything in the NFL. We don't know anything. Okay. So essentially, I'm taking the Falcons. If we've if we've consensed on something, Josh McCown, go the opposite. But Josh McCown nearly beat the Pats, and he threw, he threw for 354 yards. So I'm going to take the Falcons. But I, and the 49ers nearly beat everyone. This could, right? this could be a 13-9 game, and it won't surprise me. It's going to be. You know what? Knowing our luck, it'll be like 11 all. 11 all. Great. How Whatever. can that happen? I don't know. That has to be the the most two field goals unlikely and a, number. Ever. Yeah, I don't, it's a good Twitter account score score Gami, where it tells you if the percentage chance of a game going to a score that's never never happened in the NFL. That's a good Twitter yeah follow. Well, close with the the uh, Colts Titans games at one point, there was a fifteen percent chance that it would finish twenty nine twelve. It's never yeah, been that before. I don't think so. So yeah, yeah, it's always fun. So what? Three field goals and a safety. Pretty much is the eleven all. Jeez, that can't happen. <laughs> that Saints game started with a safety as well. Weird. Uh, Washington Redskins at Philadelphia Eagles. Come on, mate. I think this is the game of the round. Two, uh, actually, apart from the Super Bowl Join rematch. The green but, machine. Yeah, I'm on the green machine. Bleeding green yet? But I think Redskins Eagles has potential to be a really good game. So do I. And it's either going to be. I, I would bet the under. I think it's going to be far closer than. It's not going to be a You're huge shootout. Shoot no. Uh, It'll be a sh- no. It'll it'll be close, but it, it won't be this. No, Josh uh, Norman in this matchup. Washington had him in week one, but no Ronald Darby for the Eagles. You had him in week one for half the game. Hmm. Is that when he got injured? Week one feels like it was late in the game. Ankle injury. He's been out hmm. for four to six weeks. It's about right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It just feels so long. All right, we're both Wait, picking if, if Philadelphia. All right, now I'm getting really ahead of myself and I'm probably jinxing it. But if they make the Super Bowl, we're going right. Uh yeah sure, thanks mate. All right, um we both don't have weddings to save for, but we'll no. start a um GoFundMe. GoFundMe. Woot deserves deserves to see the green machine and what? Why with it? Just because we have to. Why will come in the carry on? Yep. Okay. Any last words before we uh, wrap things up? <sighs> mate, good luck with this week. John Tucker must die. Thanks for listening to another installment of the Wooten Y Show. Check out previous episodes at WootenY.com and on iTunes. Yeah.
And follow each of the boys on Twitter at This Is Woot and at JYNFL. Or you can follow the podcast at Woot and Y.